0: Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, June 9th, and we start, as always, with local news. A proposed county budget of approximately $100 million was unanimously approved with little discussion by the Murray County Budget Committee on Monday. The budget proposal will now advance to the full commission for consideration on June 20th. We haven't rushed through this, Budget Committee Chair Kathy Grody said. We have had many meetings with departments. Contrary to last fiscal year, the proposed budget does not call for a property tax increase, Last year, the Budget Committee and full commission faced much scrutiny over a $0.31 property tax increase after approving school capital budgets in the amount of $74 million, including the new Battle Creek High School in Spring Hill, a project that could still draw county funds as construction prices rise. The current tax rate remains steady at $1.91. The Budget Committee also voted unanimously last month not to consider a $50 million capital request from the Murray County Board of Education to construct a new elementary school in Spring Hill. The school district will present the amount to the committee again next budget session. However, according to Murray County Public Schools Superintendent Lisa Ventura, the school board could still move ahead with buying land for the new school. When the Budget Committee passed the final amount for the 2023-2024 fiscal year, committee members erupted into applause. Commissioner Ray Jeter complimented the committee on a smooth process compared to the roadblocks last year when Murray County Mayor Andy Ogles vetoed the tax increase and the full county budget because of funds allocated to the library after a Pride Week display he deemed age-inappropriate. Although high-priced items met smooth approval Monday, funding for several nonprofits in the amount of $16,000 elicited the most discussion from commissioners. Previously elected budget committee members recommended not funding new requests by a few nonprofits, including the Well Outreach in Spring Hill who asked for what $10,000, Murray County Students in Transition who requested $5,000 and a $1,000 allotment for Harvest Share Food Bank. Commissioners debated the principle of government bodies funding nonprofits in the community. Commissioner Gabe Howard said he supports funding for the nonprofits, explaining that the minimal amount would co- not cause the county financial hardship, but only benefit the community. These are legitimate nonprofits that serve our community in Murray County. I won't be supporting cutting these. I don't think this is the right thing we need to be cutting, Howard said. Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti agreed. Harvest Share gets food for hungry people. The well provides food for hungry kids who don't have food on the weekends. Murray County Students in Transition helps kids who might be spending the night in the car and might help them get a hotel for the night, he said. These nonprofits have established themselves and have met the requirements we have asked for. Any nonprofit can come and ask. It is a minuscule amount. Where are they going to get food? It's helping your fellow man, he said. Committee Member Connie Green, District of District Four, said she doesn't believe the county should support nonprofits. It sets a precedent, she said. We will have everybody walking in here, Green said. Tommy Wollliver of District Ten, who in the end voted to support the nonprofits, expressed concern about how the county decides which nonprofit receives funding over another, leaving the decision to the commission instead of the taxpayers this year, I will support it next year, I may not, Wolliver said. Budget Committee member Danny Grooms of District 10 highlighted the discrepancy between higher-priced capital projects discussed at an earlier Murray County Building Committee meeting on Monday. We just talked about spending $160,000 more on the County Judicial Center, which is under construction, and we can't give $20,000 to to nonprofits? There's something wrong with that, Grooms said. Some key budget items include $8.2 million for the Highway Public Works Fund, $1.3 $1.3 million for paving, asphalt, and more for the highway capital projects, $29.5 million for debt service fund, $2.4 million for the capital projects fund, $8 million for the solid waste fund, $2.7 million for the central maintenance garage fund, and $2.75 million for general administration. The waiting and wondering, the pricing and planning will soon change the look of downtown Columbia as county court business makes a change of venue to South Main Street. Murray County Public Committee, I'm sorry, Murray County Building Committee members were the first to hear Monday what many had long wondered. What is the last all-in cost of the future Murray County Judicial Center? The project's final Guaranteed Maximum Price, or GMP, finally settled at $33,740,982, a figure that eked in just under budget projections by about $118,000. Project manager Jamie Spencer shared the slight savings measures on Monday, which was music to the ears of 15 newly elected commissioners last fall. It took a lot of work and a lot of bids, Spencer said. This is a day that we have all waited on for a long time. We could not offer a GMP at first, and we went through a lengthy discussion about why. Contractors were not holding their prices more than a couple of days, he said. Spencer said at the time that the rising costs of materials would have made any GMP inaccurate. As predicted in January, with new commissioners installed, possible cost jumped by nearly four million dollars to thirty three point nine million, as opposed to the flat thirty million dollars that former Commissioner and Budget Committee Chairman Scott Sumners proposed prior to August of twenty twenty, prior to the august twenty twenty two elections. Today, commissioners like Gabe Howard of District eight have remained vocal and persistent to keep eyes peeled on what the now underprojected GMP includes in its finer details. Room for upgrades to interior details of the building, such as a chair rail and courtrooms, is available upon commission approval as the project moves forward. The Project Steering Committee previously outlined specifications for the building. That group consists of officials like Judge Doug Chapman, Sheriff Bucky Rowland, and Public Defender Travis Jones, who will require the site's daily usage and facility presence. Weeks ago, at a planning meeting for the facility, Jones pleaded that the facility not exclude the crucial needs of those who must work there on a daily basis. Jones cited as reference the post-facility challenges facing Mount Pleasant's limited spacing situation for defenders and prosecutors after their courthouse had made cuts to cost. Gabe Howard stated that he just wants to ensure that commissioners are good stewards of county funds— as Howard praised the work of reaching an under-budget GMP, he also hopes to continue the conversation until the minutia of finer points are clear and present, he said. These finer points are not, Howard says, for his preference as much as for staffing and providing what those using it will require. County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti said earlier this year that utility and other cost-cutting measures reveal what makes Team Murray projects like this come together. I'm so pleased we came in under budget, Previdi said Wednesday. We are really looking forward to finally moving ahead on this project. The county's successful savings of more than half a million dollars during the first two early funding approvals has created an easy transition for the third and final funding phase to begin. The project is now under construction. The City of Columbia is pleased to announce the highly anticipated flag-raising ceremony to celebrate its first official city flag. The event will take place on Wednesday, June 14th at 8 a.m. at Columbia City Hall. The flag-raising ceremony marks an important milestone in Columbia's rich history as it proudly presents its very own city flag for the first time. The flag design represents the unity, heritage, and vibrant spirit of the city's residents, capturing the essence of Columbia's past, present, and future. During the ceremony, city officials and community members will come together to share in this momentous occasion. The program will feature speeches from city leaders, including City Mayor Chaz Mulder and flag designee Bryson Leach, highlighting the significance of the flag and its symbolism to the city's identity. The city looks forward to this event as they celebrate the raising of Columbia's first official city flag. The Columbia Police Department has received several calls from concerned citizens about an ongoing scam in the community. Citizens are stating that they are receiving calls from an individual claiming to be an officer with Columbia Police Department and asking them for money. The caller is stating that you need to pay a sum of money or face arrest. This is a scam and citizens of, of Columbia should be aware of this and use precautions when dealing with calls from scammers. The Columbia Police Department nor any other law enforcement agency will ever demand money in lieu of arrest. Don't fall victim to the scam. If you have fallen victim to the scam and have a monetary loss, please contact the Columbia Police Department. Or if you have any questions regarding the scam, you can call 931-388-2727. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation, the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, yesterday announced that Joanna Matthews has joined the bank as a senior personal trust advisor. We are pleased to announce that Joanna Matthews has joined our trust and wealth management team at First Farmers as a senior personal trust officer, stated Don Moore, chief wealth management officer. She joins our team of proven professionals with advanced degrees in business and law. We expect her experience as an attorney will be an important factor in assisting our customers with the complexities of their financial trust and estate planning. She will be a strong addition to our team that remains focused on our hallmark approach of providing individual attention to each client, she said. Matthews joins First Farmers with over nine years of experience as corporate counsel at VF Corporation, while at VF Corporation, she provided counsel at the corporate level and to their operations in North, Central, and South American regions. She is a cum laude graduate of Tennessee Technical University with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration with a concentration in accounting. She earned her Juris Doctor degree from Tulane University and is admitted to the bar in Tennessee. Joanna is a Columbia native having graduated from Columbia Central High School. Tyler Hubbard, award-winning singer, songwriter, and country music star and Cornerstone Building Brand's Home for Good project ambassador, recently helped a Columbia family in need achieve their dream of owning a home. Hubbard joined volunteers on Wednesday to help build a home in Columbia, taking time from his busy CMA schedule this week. I had the opportunity to come to Columbia. I'm excited to have the opportunity to be out here, Hubbard said in a promotional video for Cornerstone. I just met the McLean family. They're amazing people, and it's an honor to be part of their dream home, where they're going to raise their family and create memories, he said. Hubbard is dedicated to the area, which is the epicenter of country music. He participated in the event, which included attendance by Cornerstone Building Brand CEO Rose Lee, was organized through the Home for Good Project, the Cornerstone Building Brands initiative dedicated to donating products and resources for safe and affordable housing with Habitat for Humanity, Williamson Murray. Hubbard has been the Home for Good Project ambassador since July of 2022 in support of providing affordable housing and creating safe homes for families in need, using the unifying force of country music to amplify interest nationwide. With 21 number one singles on country radio, countless awards, and sold-out tours, Hubbard has already had a remarkable career as a songwriter and as one half of multi-platinum duo Florida-Georgia Line. Hubbard has now stepped out on his own, and Billboard claims Hubbard's solo career keeps building with the release of his debut solo album, Tyler Hubbard. The album, released earlier this year, features Hubbard's hit debut solo single, Five Foot Nine, which hit number one at radio, was certified platinum by the RIAA, and has over 440 million global streams. It also features Hubbard's current single, Dancing in the Country, which already has almost 163 million global streams and is top five at country radio. The song spent three weeks at number one on the Canadian country radio chart and hit number one on SXM's The Highway and the Music Row chart. Hubbard has made several television appearances as a solo artist, most recently at the CMT Cunt Music Awards and also on Good Morning America, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and Today. Hubbard is continuing to write, record, and tour the country at fairs and festivals throughout the summer. Cornerstone Building Brand's Home for Good project supports and champions the company's goal of building stronger communities. Since it began in 2016, the Home for Good project has provided more than $3.1 million in exterior building products such as windows, siding, and accessories to build or remodel over 670 Habitat for Humanity homes in more than 90 communities. Universal Music Group Nashville has been a partner in this critical work since the program's launch, with Tyler Hubbard named as its most recent celebrity ambassador, after partnerships with country music ambassadors Alan Jackson, Darius Rucker, Lauren Elena, John Pardee, and Luke Bryan. Habitat for Humanity has become a leading global nonprofit working in local communities across all 50 states in the U.S. and in more than 70 countries. Habitat homeowners help build their own homes alongside volunteers and pay an affordable mortgage. Through financial support, volunteering, or adding a voice to support affordable housing, everyone can help families achieve the strength, stability, and self-reliance they need to build better lives for themselves. To learn more, visit habitat.org. Roughly 350 students who just completed the third grade have signed up to participate in Murray County Public Schools' summer learning camps in order to avoid potential being potentially being retained in the upcoming school year. Murray County Public Schools' summer program started June 5th and will run through June 30th. Third grade students participating in the summer program must average 90% attendance in order to be promoted to the fourth grade under state law. The summer programs are part of measures enacted to comply with a law passed by the General Assembly in 2021 that requires third graders to pass the English Language Arts portion of annual TCAP testing in order to be promoted. The Tennessee Department of Education released initial TCAP results in May, which indicated that approximately 63% of Murray County Public Schools' third graders did not meet this required standard. Retest opportunities were made available to students in advance of the summer programs. Parents may appeal to the Tennessee Department of Education for their chi- if their child scored approaching on the ELA test. The May results showed that 37.5% of Murray County Public Schools nearly 1,000 third-grade students scored approaching. Parents have until June 30th to file an appeal and can ask the school district for assistance if needed. Per the Tennessee Department of Education website, appeals may be filed if the student received a score above the 40th percentile on their Spring Universal Reading Screener, or if there was a catastrophic situation which occurred during the days leading up to the TCAP test that impacted the third grade student's ability to perform on the test or the retake. The appeal window opened late Tuesday morning and the parent must file the appeal. The LEA cannot do this for the parent. However, our school staff will assist any parent that needs assistance, including internet connectivity. Jack Cobb, spokesman for the school district, said. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Clayton Clay Morris Neal Sr., a joint owner and the executive vice president of JRN Incorporated, passed away peacefully Thursday, June 1st at Murray Regional Medical Center in Columbia. A celebration of Clay's life will be conducted on Friday, June June 9th at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Interment will follow at St. John's Episcopal Church in Ashwood. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell.
1: When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be.
0: Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have plentiful sunshine today with a high of 83 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low of 53. For your weekend forecast, we will have mostly sunny skies on Saturday with a high of 88. Sunday gives us our best chance of rain with a 60% chance of scattered thunderstorms possible. Sunday's high will be 84. Weekend overnight lows will be in the mid-60s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance...
2: More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers' Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia.
1: American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090.
0: For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news. And information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Abuse and neglect take an enormous emotional, to- emotional toll on children across Tennessee. Now, a new report estimates the economic impact of child abuse and finds it's costing the state billions of dollars each year. The effects of childhood abuse can last a lifetime. Victims are more likely to get arrested, spend more on health care, and earn less money when they joined the workforce. There's been research that has shown that people who are mistreated as children through a variety of pathways are likely to die at a younger age than people who haven't been, said Matt Harris. He co-authored the new report from the University of Tennessee's Boyd Center for Business and Economic Research. Researchers found that child abuse and neglect cost the state between $3.3 billion and $5 billion a year, and that's a conservative estimate. That number doesn't reflect the total human cost of it. That's a much bigger number, Harris said. That's because the report doesn't capture the emotional toll of abuse, only the effects that can be linked to an economic outcome. And the report bases its figures off of cases with sufficient evidence to be ruled substantiated. But in reality, child abuse often goes unreported. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services estimates that actual cases of child abuse are about three times higher than the number of substantiated cases nationwide. The Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth partnered with UT for the report. Kylie Graves is a policy specialist with the commission. She's also director of the Second Look Commission, which reviews child abuse cases and makes recommendations to the General Assembly. When you're dealing with something as hard and heavy as child abuse, turning it into economic feels cold almost at times, Graves said. But she said having data like this can help convince lawmakers to invest in prevention strategies. Those policies could look like increasing financial support to families, expanding mental health resources, and offering targeted interventions for at-risk families. But like we said, all of this comes with an economic toll, Graves said, so the purpose of this report is to really look at what's the toll of not doing that, and it's shocking. She adds that the study could help fiscal analysts at the state legislature quantify the cost of inaction as they assess the price tags of legislative proposals that could prevent child abuse. As the next legislative session starts and bills have fiscal notes, I think this is really valuable, a really valuable resource, she said. The NFL announced the dates and times for the Tennessee Titans three pregame preseason games this fall, including their one matchup at Nissan Stadium against the New England Patriots. The Titans will visit the Chicago Bears on Saturday, August 12th at noon and face off against the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday, August 19th at 7 p.m. before returning to Nashville for a Friday, August 25th game against the Patriots at 7.15 p.m. The Titans have already announced they will pair with the Vikings for joint practices in Minnesota ahead of the second preseason game. There will be a 2-week gap between the third preseason game and the start of the regular season, which for the Titans begins se- on September 10th in New Orleans against the Saints. The Titans home opener is on September 17th against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Great Tennessee Airshow Show returns to Smyrna Rutherford County Airport on June 10th and 11th for the first female with the first female pilot of a Navy Blue Angels fighter jet joining the event. The Smyrna Airport, once Stewart Air Force Base, has been hosting air shows since the 1970s. The precedent-ranking pilot is Navy Lieutenant Amanda Lee from Moundsview, Minnesota. Lee enlisted in the Navy as an aviation electronic technician. She joined the six-person Blue Angels fighter jet demonstration squad in September of 2022 and has more than 1,400 hours and more than 225 carrier landings since then. Lee uses the call sign STALIN, which made her historic Blue Angels debut as the left-wing pilot in the number 3 jet last March. She is currently assigned to the gladiators of Strike Fighter Squadron 106 and recently completed a deployment aboard the USS Harry S. Truman. The Blue Angels are now flying the F-A-18EF Super Hornet military aircraft, which is re- a redesign of the McDonnell Douglas F-A-18 Hornet the Blue Angels previously flu. The Super Hornet is approximately 25% larger, can fly 40% farther, and carry more weapons than the Hornet. The Great Tennessee Air Show will take place this weekend, June 10th and 11th. Gates open at 8. Performances end at 4.30 p.m. each day. You can find tickets at com forward slash tickets. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee, Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. If you're not one of the thousands that will be descending on Nashville for CMA Fest this weekend, there will be plenty of fun to be had right here in Murray County. Saturday kicks off with a mix of good food and the best of Columbia's Farmer's Fresh Market has to offer with this year's Farmer's Market Food Trucks Mix. Truck Mixer. The event runs from 9 a.m. to noon Saturday at Riverwalk Park, located at 102 Riverside Drive. Featured food trucks include Joey's Italian Ices, Real Smoke Barbecue, Wing 1 1, Mostarda Kitchen and Event, Webb's Carnival Treats, and more. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.